We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jesse Thomas and Melanie Wells. And uh, we've got a few things we'd like to cover before we uh, get out of here. If you have questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Question hotline 1-855-429-9166. You can call and get a human being if you give us a call at 770-429-9166. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. You can always go to our website as well and maybe do a little research for yourself and answer your own question. But we'd love to hear from you and help you through that process. Uh, Melanie can be reached at that same number, 770-429-9166. Call, ask for Melanie Wells, and they'll hook you up. you can get Jesse through the same number if you've got tax questions. So Melanie on the financial planning side, Jesse on the tax side, and you don't even want to talk to me. <laughs> uh, I don't anyway. know. i got a lot of clients I could send to you these last few days. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I usually like to talk to folks in mass. Uh, you know, yeah. And usually what I do is I'll listen to all of our associates, and they'll tell me, hey, this is a real big doc- topic right now. Why don't you send out an email and tell folks what you're thinking? Uh, but I do get on phone calls from time to time and talk to folks about what's going on. Don't mind that either. All right, so um, we've got a question here from our good friend Ed Kelly, who writes, during a significant correction, a mutual fund may need to sell a lot of holdings to meet customer withdrawal demands. So for investors who own shares in a taxable account, they would have a lot of capital gains to declare and pay taxes on. The investor would get the tax bill even though he uh, he sees his account balance having gone way down, maybe even way up. Um, I'm not smart enough to know this. He says, I heard it years ago on your show. Um, but uh, his question is, are ETFs in the same boat? And the answer is, yep. they are uh the way that you get taxed on a mutual fund basically the portfolio behind the scenes that you have bought into uh is is traded when uh, some investors want out and that usually does happen when markets sell off uh you'll see people that want to liquidate their their uh, position um in doing so the mutual fund company actually would have to pay taxes on that money if they don't send it through to you the ultimate holder via a dividend and you'll get a if you get dividends from the fund or whether it be an exchange traded fund or a mutual fund uh there can be tax consequences so if they have gains within that fund you know so you haven't nobody's sold off for a long time like maybe since 2009, since we're talking about a real life mm-hmm. example, um, you know we've we've had pretty smooth sailing since then. Uh, got significant gains in most all mutual funds. Uh, when people start selling, the fund itself has to sell to provide them liquidity so that they can get out and go away. Now exchange traded funds, it's less likely that you're going to have that scenario because you know the the uh, the trust itself is created by by a uh, pool of stocks and it's you know the trading is done inside that and you know one shareholder is not forced uh forcing the fund company to buy back their shares directly so it's less likely but it can happen basically when you get a dividend you'll also get a um you know a statement a tax statement that says this was income meaning it was from a dividend 
that was gained on the portfolio itself, or it could be a short-term gain, or it could be a long-term gain. Mm-hmm. So in either case, you know, it, unless you're holding that uh, ETF or mutual fund in a um, in a tax-free account or a tax-deferred account, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably going to have a little bit of a tax issue, which means you just have to pay the tax on your your uh, dividend, your short-term or your long-term gain, and they're all taxed differently. Jesse, you're mm-hmm. the pro on that. <laughs> well, and this is whether or not right. you like it, too. So That's when right. these yeah. are paid mm-hmm. out, you have no control over right. what's coming to you, so you can't decide. Right. Um, and a lot of times those rates depend on what else you have going on in your life, which the fund or ETF doesn't know about. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be the difference between 0% long-term rates or 20%. Right. right. Now, there is a strategy that some people use, especially with mutual funds, because when that dividend is paid out, the price of the of the fund will decline. And now you could have a loss yourself that mm-hmm. you could then sell, uh, you know, after the loss is realized in the market. You could you could go and realize it on your your uh, tax records, meaning that you sold uh, you take the, the uh, loss. But you still got a dividend. Right. Right. But you pay the pay the tax on the dividend, which is basically the same amount, mm-hmm. right? As long as it's qualified. Right. And and you know, you move on. So uh there are ways that you can manage your taxes using these funds, but you know, if I just wanted to be simplistic, Ed, your answer <laughs> is yep. Yep. All right, so uh we've got another question we wanted to cover here and um this one comes from, if I can find my place again, here we go. Kathy from Marietta says, I've inherited my father's collection of coins and stamps. Uh, he was an eclectic man for sure, but now I need to know about investing in collectibles. Collectibles <laughs> have their own uh, set of issues. Mm-hmm. Melanie, do you ever run across anybody with uh we do, yeah, especially when it's inherited like this. You know, we don't really see it quite as much of people kind of going and buying art or buying coins, that kind of thing. But a lot of times they do inherit it. Um, so it's not, you know, super common, but it definitely does happen. Though we don't, you know, really kind of take these into consideration when we're looking at your assets either, though, because they are fairly subjective. They're hard to kind of mm-hmm. actually get a, you know, a true value on, I think. Yeah, and they tend to be illiquid. Right. You have to find somebody that wants to buy what you have. And, you know, I think sometimes the value of these is what are they willing to pay for it if it's not, you know, a, I don't know, highly desired item. Right. And and, and that comes in terms of the taxes, too, especially in this situation where she's inheriting, um, because she would receive that step up in basis to the value on the date of death. But if it's so illiquid that you can't find a value on the date of death or somebody who's willing to put that appraisal behind it. Right. You know, your tax consequence could change vastly when you decide to sell, and they do sell at 28%, um, which is above long-term capital gain rates. So. Right. So, Jesse, that's a great question that I just thought of. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'll pat myself on the back. You don't <laughs> have to do it. Uh, the, the thing that I wonder is if, uh, if you're going to get an appraisal, does mm-hmm. it have to be a written appraisal, or can you just call the coin shop down the road and say, hey, what do you think this is worth? I mean... I'm going to give the tax answer. It depends. It's going to be better if it's written because then if you're ever audited, you have that value. Whereas if you call the shop and, you know, Joe, the coin guy says, 
yeah, I'll buy it for X and he won't give that to you in writing. You have nothing to back up that value with the IRS if they oh, come see. knocking. Mm-hmm. So All right. If so you it's... do sell it, then it would be hard to mm-hmm. kind of track that back and see and find out, well, this is what he said back when I you know, right. got this done years ago. But Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at that point, then you're kind of you're kind of out of luck because it's it's hard to prove right so many years down the road and you know those things like almost everything else collectibles have a season and then they have a season when they don't work well at all right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know they might have spurts of growth uh you might you might uh, inherit it and you know somebody says it's worth a thousand bucks and Five years later, you go and talk to them, and they'll buy it from you for five hundred bucks, right? right. So, or five thousand like, bucks. It's like hard to say. Like the Beanie Babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We all thought the Beanie Babies yes. were going to be worth so much money, and I'm yeah. pretty sure we still have a box of them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, worth. Melanie, back to your point. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons that I I think that it's wise of us, you know, not to put too much faith in uh, retiring on. A collectible is it's kind of like buying commodities too. Uh, right. They they go by the the bigger fool theory, right? You have mm-hmm. to find if you own this asset, they don't give you any sort of cash flows along the way. Right. You have to find that one payout, mm-hmm. uh, and we always call it. You got to find a fool bigger than yourself to buy mm-hmm. the stuff and and become the new owner, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's not really worth kind of counting on as. Your yeah. retirement money. Absolutely. So when when we uh, try to work through folks' investments, we want to have something that we can liquidate, turn into cash quickly, and and move along. Well, folks, that's uh, about all the time we have. I guess we can ask this week. What do you guys think? Market up this or down? This is tough. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna stay up because I want it to be up. I always stay up. Whether it's I guess I'll stay up. There we go. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.